back to On the Block with Strick and Nate on 93.7 The Ticket and theticketfm.com. Welcome back to On the Block 93.7 The Ticket. My name is Nate Brennan. He is the Husker Hall of Famer, nine-year NBA vet Eric Strickland. You're listening to 93.7 The Ticket, 402-464-5685. Honda Lincoln Hotline, Saturday and Text Line. You can also check us out on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, and Twitter. If you head over to YouTube, give us a like, give us a subscribe. We've officially hit 2,000 subscribers. Now we're going for 3,000. We appreciate all of you that help us out on all of those platforms. You can see what's going on here in studio. And we're going to head to the Honda Lincoln Hotline and bring him in, Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald. Evan, how you doing today? What's going on, guys? Just another slow news day, huh? Yeah, slow news day, that's for sure. Uh, game this weekend, Nebraska's new schedule. I don't really know what we're going to talk about here, uh, but we can go ahead and uh, get into it. Uh, first thing I want to ask you, I-, I know that everyone's preparing for Illinois. That's the the talk of the town, obviously. What do you think is the number one thing that you want to see from Nebraska this weekend to see them not only succeed but but put themselves in a position to win? Well, I think that some of the topics this week, and Mickey Joseph laid it out before he took a question at his press conference yesterday, which was try to be the more physical team. And yeah. and from that, a lot of different things uh, can, can sort of emerge. Obviously, that's what you want for your defense anytime. But then offensively, um, you know, if you can set that tone in the run game and at least come close to matching what Illinois does, you feel like they – Nebraska has the, the ability to, to go to the air in a way that the, the Illini can't. So I think that's probably where you start is, um, you know, just that fight that we've seen from yeah. Nebraska, especially the last few weeks after the coaching change. Like, does that extend? Does that get sharpened coming out of the bye week when they're a little bit healthier? Um, you know, and, and I think it's just basic stuff. Like, can you slow down Chase Brown on the other side? who has been really good in general and really good after contact. And of course, Nebraska's uh, not reliably been able to make tackles and be fundamental in that way. So I think that's probably where you start. And I think the other thing that was kind of interesting uh, here in the coaches talk is I think they're just sort of settling into who they are. Like there was a time probably three weeks ago when I think Mickey Joseph would have told you, and he did say this after the Oklahoma game that like, man, we should probably slow things down a little bit and protect the defense. And I think what they've come to realize is they've got an all-conference receiver and Trey Palmer who can get behind the defense, and they're just going to roll with that. I mean, we saw that against Purdue. Like, yeah, the defense saw 101 plays, um, but, hey, if you're scoring, uh, you know, on on every other deep ball that you throw downfield, points are points, and you got to take it and kind of go with it. So I think that's the other thing is Nebraska sort of settling into and being comfortable with what it's good at and what it's not. Evan, yeah, one of the things has um, been talked about right now is just how crazy things are up in um, Iowa right now. Uh, mm-hmm. Iowa Hawkeyes are 131st out of 131 FBS teams in yards per game, <laughs> 127th in points per game, 118th in completion percentage, 126th in red zone offense and 122nd in third down offense. And yet Brian Ferentz is, is uh, still holding on. Whereas there's a lot of people that said he should have lost his job last year. 
So people are really talking about this nepotism thing and 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 where that sits there, right? How do you feel about Kurt Ferentz and his opportunity to extend going forward for the rest of this year? Well, first of all, I think you could probably read those offensive numbers over and over and get some of the best ratings here locally. Um, you know, just just from from those kind of struggles, but. No, it's been it's been really weird, and I think it's accentuated by the fact that the defense is really good, right? Like that's it, it'd be one thing if they were just a bad team, and like you know you'd be frustrated if you were an Iowa fan. But the fact that you're wasting what is a, a top five defense um, on the other side, where where you need so little from the offense, right? I mean, you talk about being 120 mm-hmm. whatever in all these categories. If you're 100, or if you're 90th in these categories, Iowa's probably won three more games than they have. So. I think that's probably part of the frustrating part. And there's no doubt, like, the, the Brian Ferentz story um, has been going on for a while. I mean, I, I know a lot of Iowa fans who who say, you know, a lot of the stuff you see on social media generally about the program is kind of overblown. But the Brian Ferentz stuff, uh, I think, has bled over into, into casual fans, too, where they're frustrated, where they feel like, yeah, there's, there's some uh, nepotism going on where, hey, it, it pays to be the son of the head coach who's making these – decisions and then i don't know if you caught any of his uh, brian ferentz's press conferences but he he had one recently where he was asked about making a quarterback change and he said what's the upside and you know that kind of sent people off again and you kind of couple that with the fact that uh you know kirk ferentz again just the other day had a, a press conference where he essentially said hey it could be worse i could be uh one of the reporters asking me questions instead of struggling in these spots so uh, definitely a little bit of friction in Iowa City. It's been smooth sailing there for a long time. They're still the reigning West Division champs, but it's a changing world too, man. And and Iowa was one of the programs in the off season that little in the transfer portal. They've been slow to adjust to the NIL reality as well. And so yeah, you, you kind of wonder uh, if maybe some changes are coming there soon, voluntarily, otherwise, whatever it might be. But definitely more drama and friction in that program than we've seen in a long time. Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald, joining us. Evan, I, th- I think that's a good good point. I mean, Iowa just seems to be in complete shambles. This is not the Iowa that we're used to. Um, speaking of Iowa, N- Nebraska obviously has them next year on the schedule. It'll be the last game of the season. One thing I was asking the guys the segment before, on, and I want to ask you, how do you feel about starting off with Minnesota? Because I'm more of a fan of kind of – getting ready for the season, starting off on the right foot, playing a cupcake team week one, but then Strick and Nick made up, brought up some good points too, that getting a big win against Minnesota would really set the tone for the season. Um, we saw what happened this year at Northwestern, so how do you just feel about opening up the season on a Thursday against Minnesota? Well, I think it'll be fun. I mean, going up to Minnesota yeah. in, in late August, that's that's a great travel weekend for a lot of people. Uh, you know, you think about the games that Nebraska and Minnesota have played over the years. Typically, it's been late October, early November. So those right. games, like, you don't really, if you're Nebraska, you're not necessarily loving that because, I mean, it's cold, they're hard-hitting, they're not going to pass a lot. Uh, you know, I, I get sort of the idea that if you were to win that game, it does set you up for some momentum. I think, ideally, most programs would want to start and sort of have that, that on-ramp into the season yeah. where they can figure some things out. I think specifically to next year's Nebraska team, when you're going to have a new permanent head coach, uh, you know, a, a new system in all likelihood, a lot of new uh, players on the roster, you, you would probably prefer to have somebody where you could have a little bit more of a margin for error and get your feet wet a little bit as opposed to 
a Minnesota team that's going to be pretty firmly established still under P.J. Fleck. So I don't know that that's the most favorable thing in the world. But, again, you, you cross off one of the most physical West Division opponents right off the bat. You're fully healthy. They're fully healthy. I think there's a different sort of tone that that game takes on in August as opposed to, you know, again, later in the season where, you know, I think in the second half it, it often comes down to attrition and, and who's yeah. who sort of can endure, whereas early in the year, um, you know, I think especially if you're in Nebraska and, and, and playing the style of football that they're playing now, I think you'd have probably a better shot when everybody's fresh and everybody's healthy and that sort of thing. But, um, you know, bottom line, it'll be fun. Having a Thursday game, there's sort of a quirk to it. It's not quite week zero. It's not quite week one. Um you know, and, and, and I just kind of had fun going back and looking at some of the other regular season Thursday games Nebraska's played. I mean, 2010 at Kansas State when Taylor Martinez uh, had his coming out party or 09 at Missouri when, um, you know, and Dominican Sue was going nuts in the rain. Like there was all, all kinds of kind of fun uh, memories Nebraska's made on a Thursday, and maybe this will be the next one. I sure hope so. That's for sure. Our, uh, Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald. Evan, before I ask you about baseball, what's going on on that end, um, uh, any other takeaways from the schedule? I know that they're going to keep divisions, it sounds like, for the Big Ten this upcoming year. Could be the last season. Uh, and it looks like, to me at least, that the Big Ten West might still be open for Nebraska. Yeah. I mean, the the, the opponents that are on the schedule were the same opponents that were on there in the, the previous version. So it wasn't like there were a lot of big surprises there. Right, right. You know, I think the bye week and the right smack in the middle is nice. You know, seven games, uh, I think six six games uh, down, you get that thing, which is pretty good. Um, you know, to me, it's sort of an uh, of an ode to the end of divisional play. I mean, when the Big Ten adds UCLA, USC in 2024, and maybe there's further expansion at that time or later, we don't really know, but it's going to be a whole new format that they're still working through. And so, you know, I, I think it's kind of a cool time to reflect and think, you know, Nebraska – by the end of next season, we'll have played 28 straight seasons uh, with a divisional format. So you think about yeah, all the yeah. the goals that they've had in that time. Hey, it starts with winning the Big 12 North. Hey, it starts with winning the Legends Division. Now it's it starts with winning the West. And so it's going to be a different sort of challenge. Um, you know, when you're talking about competing with some of the top teams in the in the East every year, like right as it stands this is sort of Nebraska's best path to a conference title where, yeah. um, you know, the, the West isn't as top heavy, certainly as the East. I think it's deeper. I think there's more, there's more quality depth on the West side, but if you win that thing, you don't have to keep pace with Ohio state, Michigan and Penn state all season. All you, what you have to do is win that division. And then you get a, a winner take all one shot deal where you could still potentially win the big 10 conference. So, you know, I, I think it's, it's the path to a conference title will get more difficult for Nebraska after next season. Um, it's, it's kind of fun. I, you know, I kind of enjoyed the West and, and the quirks oh, yeah. and, and getting to know those programs a little bit more every year. Um, so I, I think that's probably what it is for me is sort of uh, reflecting on the end of, of one era before something totally new comes up in 2024. Yeah, Evan, you know I'm a big ACC guy, and I love me some coastal chaos. So I, I'm the same way with the Big Ten West. Don't ever get rid of the Big Ten West. Before we let you go, what's going on on the baseball end? I know people are probably focused on basketball and, and football, obviously, but things still happening on the baseball side of things. Yeah, it's kind of going under the radar a little bit because there's no red-white series this year. The right, right. sod or the, the grass at Haymarket Park's being redone. So 
their fall season is essentially over. They had that exhibition at UNO and at Kansas, um, and they were, those were both pretty you know low profile sort of deals. But now they they head into the off season. Um, they'll pick up team activities again and mid-January and then get rolling in mid-February. But, you know, I think the next thing that people can be looking for with the baseball team right now is the schedule. You know, you're talking about schedules coming out. Um, This is typically that time of year when that, when Nebraska baseballs comes out, I think there's one little snag that they're trying to fill or one last um, open date that they're trying to fill before they release that thing, but it's mostly set. And um, so people should have a good chance with that to to see what that looks like. And yeah, it's going to be a totally, different looking team um i think there's going to be some more pitching depth which we saw that they had last year um and then to me the big question is how do you improve on an offense that just struggled to be diverse to be potent um to be clutch all these sorts of things and they felt like they addressed that through the portal through the junior college ranks they added some freshmen um who who should probably get some run right away as well so um, you know, it, baseball, it's always interesting because the baseball season is, is framed by how football and basketball went. So we'll kind of see uh, how thirsty people are for success once mm-hmm. that time comes around. Yep. But there's no doubt uh, it's going to be a new look team and it's going to be it feels like it's going to be wide open because it's not just Nebraska. You look around the Big Ten. Um, everybody's going to the portal. Everybody's turning over their roster. So it should make for some pretty unpredictable and, and, and fun times coming up next spring. I'm a huge schedule release guy. I cannot wait for Nebraska baseball schedule to come out. Always fun. I know last year they had TCU. That was a lot of fun, too. So maybe we'll get something like that. Evan, if people want to get more great content from you, a lot happening on the football side of things, kind of stay up to date with baseball, how can they do so? Yeah, same as always. Uh, at Evan Bland OWH on Twitter and at Omaha.com for not just mine, but a lot of my colleagues' yeah. work, too. Um, a lot of stuff going on for football. Basketball's coming up, like you said. Number one volleyball team's rolling, so yeah. there's lots to lots to read if you want to check it out. Awesome. Evan, we appreciate you. We'll talk to you next week, hopefully celebrating a win. Sounds good. Thanks, guys. All right, there he goes. Evan Bland, Omaha World Herald. Great stuff from him, as always. Giving us a little baseball rundown, too. Big schedule release, guys. So excited to see uh, Nebraska baseball schedule release. Hopefully we get a cool team coming to Nebraska. I don't really know what all that entails, but I want a cool team coming to Nebraska for baseball. we got to take a quick break. 402-464-5685. Honda of Lincoln Hotline. Give us a call now because, as Strick says, it's time to play the game. It's time to play shootout with Strick. Your chance to win $15 to Buffalo Wings and Rings. So give us a call now. 402-464-5685. Shootout with Strick coming up next on The Block.